Welcome to the Sports and Torts Podcast, your go-to podcast for entertaining conversations on sports, law, and business. This podcast is powered by the J. Stein Law Firm, a personal injury law firm in Atlanta, Georgia. And now, here is your host, Joshua Stein. What's up, everybody? Season three, Sports and Torts. We're back, baby. We're back. We're back. Took some time off this summer, had to recharge the old batteries, had to... uh, you know, give the old creative juices some time to to marinate, but that time of year falls around the corner. Uh, doesn't feel like it quite yet with these hundred degree temperatures, but um, we're almost there, guys. And we have some familiar faces back in the house for the annual college football kickoff show. Jason Gans, Lawrence Kessler, guys, good to see you again. Um, glad you're here. We have the added bonus of not only doing this via the uh, audio podcast, but y'all's beautiful smiling faces are on video. So without further ado, we're shaking my guys. Hey man, happy to be back. And uh, I hope it's not true that the camera really does that 15 pounds because it's been a, uh, it's been a hearty summer. Yeah. Had a good time. <laughs> We've been celebrating nonstop. Gans, yeah. good summer for you, bud. <laughs> yeah. Glad to be here in person. Glad to be sitting next to Larry. I always look better sitting next to him. So, uh, Thank you. Hey, um, yeah, I thought you, you always had a face made for radio. Thank that's, you for being that's what you. It is. We did man- re-maneuver kind of our situation seating wise, so that everybody can get in this in, in the shot. So hopefully, uh, hopefully it works. But summer was good. Some travels we can recap. Everybody made it through safely. Kids back in school. Yeah, the last time we convened, I had broken ribs. I'm happy to report that I healed nicely. The ribs are looking good. Yeah, we we went to the mountains. We went to the beach. We went to Texas, which was awful, and uh, just because of the heat. Uh, for all the people in Texas listening. Um, but yeah, kids have been back in school for a few weeks now. Uh, we're at the end of the summer here and getting ready for uh, a three-peat. Big Larry 99, you? Uh, you know, I affectionately had what we call the summer of Larry. Uh, my kids were at summer camp. Uh, my wife took a trip to Italy with my mother-in-law, and I had two weeks at home alone, um, which, you know, cover your ears, everybody. It's a very nice vacation just to be home all by yourself. And, so, and your wife is still waiting for her luggage to arrive. Uh, you right? know, Air, Fran- Air France, man, uh, I'm going to put them on blast. They're not very good with the luggage. Good summer with us as well. Cooperstown was the big trip for that we had. Graham's baseball team played in the 12-year tournament up there. They do a fantastic job. Um, that was cool. So, um but it's, it's time to move on to, uh, to what we're here to talk about today. But before we do, I do want to mention a brief housekeeping item that I'm very, very proud about. Uh, Jay Stein Law Firm, I'd like to announce that we have joined on as an exclusive sponsor with AJC's Dog Nation. So, so the firm and Sports and Torch podcast, the Last Call podcast, we have a sponsorship with with AJC's, you know, the arm that covers dogs, Dog Nation. So, uh, once a week, we'll be the sponsor of the injury report. You guys get it? How that kind of makes sense? The injury law firm at the injury report, um, and then we'll be doing the pregame and postgame. We'll have a sponsorship of the injuries that day, and then also the player of the game. So. I hope the injury report is short and the J Stein advertisements are long. And uh, congrats, my friend. Good stuff. That's what I'm hoping too. Is that the names of the players are not mentioned because no one's hurt, and it's all about the firm. I'll add that I do listen to their podcast on a weekly basis around the dogs, and it's they do a great job. Brandon Adams is the man over there. He does do a great job. Dog Nation Daily is yep. the podcast. Yep. We'll be getting some some shout outs there too. So uh, so all good. And then the podcast that the three of us do the um, the last call. We're going to keep doing that weekly. So uh, all good stuff ahead, but um, you know we're back. To, we're, we're champs again. I mean, it's it's this is going on year three. Last year, I asked you guys how it felt an entire off season uh, as the king wearing the belt, and now we can ask that same question again. Um, 
it's it's just it's always it's a good feeling, right? It's uh the first one was great to get the monkey off the back. The second one I feel was just like justification that we have arrived we have arrived at the top of the college football food chain and now we are we're the target, right? So as Kirby Smart says, uh better never rest. We gotta make sure that the team doesn't have complacency. Uh catching more and more crap from friends, coworkers, colleagues that aren't Georgia fans as they're gunning for the top. Uh Talking to a guy who was a TCU fan the other day that I work with, and he's like, man, damn you guys. He goes, I spent all this money to go to L.A., and <laughs> you guys just beat the brakes off of us. And um, you know, now we're, we're the target, and uh, I, I love it. It's a great place to be. And as you've affectionately said, as your shirt says, it's good to be the king. <laughs> it's good to be the king. We've, we've been on top of the mountain. We've been king. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. So it's it's been a uh, – to, to echo Lawrence's point – uh, there, there's a new king in town, right? And, and uh, Alabama is not at the top of the mountain anymore. It's currently Georgia. Haters going to hate. They, they hate us because they ain't us. They hate us because they ain't um, us. What I've been kind of interested to see over the last year is that everybody after last season, go dogs, we love Georgia, good for y'all. Eh, they ain't saying that quite as much anymore. Now it's I'm kind of sick of hearing you guys talk about it. I'm hearing you guys celebrate it. People tell me I listen to every one of your podcast episodes except when you're talking about Georgia. So that's what that, that comes with the territory. You know, look at Clemson, right? When Clemson had their good run a few years back and and we got it. We were all used to Alabama being there, and they've been there for so long. We could get into that in a little bit. But Clemson kind of stepped up, and you know they won every other year. They were in it, and, and people, eh, I'm sick of Clemson, and I understand that. The, the fact is, though, for Georgia on a national spotlight, it's absolutely fantastic. But we still don't have the villain. We're, we don't have Nick Saban. We're not. We're not the Yankees. Kirby's getting there. That's <laughs> yeah, a, a villain. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the I think the national perception though is. You know, we're at the top. You know, we're going to get a lot of crap because our schedule's soft and things like that. And people are going to hate on us that way. But we don't We don't have that Saban-esque villain type Yankees, Dodgers, where everyone just massively hates us. At least I don't know. One could hope. One could hope. One could hope we get there. But no, I think Kirby, people don't love Kirby. They're, they're starting to look at him like Saban. I got a quick, funny story I'll tell really fast. We were in Dallas for Easter, and we went to my in-laws country club for the Easter egg hunt. And I pulled all the kids aside, one of which is my niece, who's probably five. And I said, I gave him the, I had a few cocktails in me, and I gave him the pep talk as Kirby would do. And I said, you know, we, we're, we're Georgia fans. <laughs> There's no second place. Go out and win that damn golden egg. And sure as hell, she did. They gave her a robot dog as a gift, and we named him Stetson. So there's a robot dog in Dallas named Stetson. Well, speak, we, we eat off the floor. <laughs> speaking of Kirby, how he's transcending, you know, just the football team, his name comes up every big event, right? Like Brian Harmon. What did he say when he went to bed Saturday night before the British Open? I will not be hunted. I will not be hunted. Yeah. So, look, I mean, we love Kirby. He's as good as his job. He is as good at his job as anybody else in the world not named, you know, AA for the Braves, right? Um, we're just spoiled that we have both those guys here. But um, uh, going for a three-peat, I'm going to ask you, I hope you did your homework here. The last time a team was able to pull this off. So uh, one team that will be rooting against us this year is the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Sure. The 1936 Gophers are the last team to three-peat. Not in a playoff era, though, so I, I, water under the bridge as far as I'm concerned. It's rarefied air. Um, never been done before in this in this con- yeah, the, the, the context of the playoff now. Um, but God dang, I mean, what, what do we think? Like, that's the expectation. Am I wrong? Listen, I, I don't know if I'm jumping ahead here, but I'll, I'll just – Go ahead and jump in. Anything 
less than 12 and 0 for this year's Georgia Bulldogs with the schedule that we have and and the roster we have and the staff we have would be a disappointment. Does that make me sound arrogant? Maybe. I think it's more realistic than anything. It's not arrogance when it's confidence. People will point to the schedule okay. and say it's weak, it's soft. And of course, our response back is we had Oklahoma on it and it got pulled. We're right. playing the SEC schedule that was put in front of us. We're playing Tech as a non-conference team. What are you supposed to do? If the other teams are down, how's that our fault? I mean, one of the reasons that our in-conference uh, competition, at least on the SEC East side, is down is because we've beaten the crap out of them. They've been firing coaches and replacing coaches. And all the players want to come to us. That's right. That's that's what Kirby's recruiting the best. You know what? You can only control what you can control. We had Oklahoma on the schedule when they decided to move to the SEC because we couldn't get both ends of the home-and-home home done. You know, they got removed from the schedule. We get UT Martin, where I don't even know where that is in Tennessee, the Skyhawks, I believe. I think we picked um, up Ball State instead. Ball State. UT Martin was already on there. I believe. Like, you're wrong on that. Yeah, you're, you're probably right. But regardless, I agree with you. 12-0, and 0, you know, we got Tennessee on the road in November. Um, at home, we have South Carolina and Ole Miss coming in. Other than that, we should – I mean, we should roll through everybody. Yeah, so every offseason, the coaching carousel is always fun to follow. Recruiting is fun to follow. People going to the to, to league. I mean, the college game, it changes every year. Kirby does a pretty good job of keeping his staff kind of in place. The big change this year is Munkin gone and Bobo in. What do you think about that? Um, everything I've read and heard, Bobo is going to keep the same terminology, same structure, same strategy uh, that Munkin put in place. So I don't really think we're going to see much of a drop-off. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, PTSD, I guess, from from Bobo's first go around. Unwarranted. Um, I, I listen. I think Bobo did did a pretty good job, other than that he didn't use his running backs enough back in the day. Um, <laughs> jump into that right um, now, or should we just? But wait? I think uh, I think Bobo's going to be fine. And another another stat that I found to be interesting in terms of uh, coaching staff stability, just overall the program. I think I read that Georgia has 26 former UGA alumni that are currently on Kirby's staff in some way, shape, or form. I mean, that's people who are bought in, right? Right. Oh, yeah, it's Athens is God's country yeah. also. Uh, I, I kind of echo what, what Lawrence is saying. First of all, I think Mike Bobo was a good offensive coordinator the last time he was here, which was, what, 10 years ago now? Close to that? Nine years ago? Um, he went out. He was a head coach. He learned a lot more. He came back. He learned under Todd Monken. You don't want to lose Todd Monken, but that these are the perils of being so successful. Your, your coordinators are going to move on. Your position coaches get get coordinator jobs, so on and so forth. Um, I think that the continuity is fantastic. This guy was – Game planning last year. He's been around the program. Um, so, listen, don't want to lose Munkin, but I think it's the next best thing. And yeah. I think you'll see a lot of similarities yeah. in the offense. I think, I think so, but I also think the offense might have a different identity this year. Right. Not not because of Munkin or Bobo, but I think just our, our personnel is a little bit different. Yeah. It has to. It has to because um, – do we have any running backs? Can anyone carry the rock? If you can, head up to Athens. Uh, we don't have – the thing that we're going to – and maybe I'm getting ahead of myself here. The thing that we're going to miss that we've had the past two seasons is the James Cook, the Kenny McIntosh, the receiver that could split out and just burn the linebacker. You and me – Always loving Macintosh. Love Kenny Mac. I think Lawrence was kind of trying to push Kendall Milton on us a little more than you know, kind of we wanted because he looks the part. Sure, he he gets off gets off the bus and he should do it. But I don't know, man. I'm rooting for Milton. Obviously, this is his turn. But do we have some concerns about so the running back? There's room? always a big asterisk that comes with Kendall Milton. It's is he healthy? When he was healthy last year, he looked great. He's just never healthy. The best ability is availability. That's right. So, yeah, our running back room is pretty depleted. We lost Branson Robinson this week for the season. Dejan's got an MCL sprain, but, you know, good thing we don't really play anybody first month, first of September. Right. So, you know, um, yeah, there's talk about, you know, can you move Dylan Bell into a kind of a swing back oh. type position? You know, 
shit. Pardon my language. I mean, we got Brock Bowers though, right? That solves and masks a lot of problems. Yeah, for sure. And we we have a deeper wide receiver core than we've had in years past. That's I mean, amazing. Like, like when's the last time Kirby dipped into the portal and just started picking and choosing top end wide receivers from other schools? He hasn't. You lost AD, which is a big loss, right? Um, but then you pick up a Rara Thomas and, and probably more importantly, Dominic Lovett. There, we are so deep at receiver this year. I think the identity to kind of get to go back to where you're going is it's going to be more of a. I think we're going to toss the ball around a lot more than mm-hmm. we ever have before. Uh, we can't risk getting running backs hurt as much. You still have to run. The, the concern is is that uh, defenses just sit back. That you know they rush three and, and you know they 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 stick eight back. So you're gonna have to run the ball, um, and hopefully Kendall Milton can step up. We got a couple unknowns in the running back room too. We got Andrew Bill, Andrew Paul coming off ACL yeah. surgery. Uh, apparently, he's looked good this spring, and then we got a true freshman out of Southern California, uh, Rod Robinson. He's a big boy. Um, you know, maybe he can kind of fill that Branson Robinson role. Like, I, I, we don't lack talent; we just lack experience. I One think. Robinson for the next. Yeah. What, what, I, what I think is interesting is everybody agrees that quarterback is the most important position in, in on a football team. We lost our two, you know, two times national championship winning quarterback and that's not even the concern we let off with is how do we replace the quarterback um the offense is so deep elsewhere that i think that you can plug someone in like carson beck who's won the starting role and i think we're going to be great i i am i am going to raise my hand and say i'm i love carson beck i love that he's stuck around for the program other people in his position would have bolted we see it every day he's like i'm here i'm bought in it's his turn and he's going to do great I'll let you take this first uh, I don't disagree, right? But only time will tell when we see Carson Beck down a touchdown on the road in late November. Does he have the stones and moxie? Where are we going to see that? Like Stetson, like Stetson <laughs> Bennett in Tennessee in November. You know, that, does he have the stones to bring us back? Can he, can he do what Stetson did against Ohio State in a big moment? He's got the tools. All the reports are he's ready to go. Uh, but the bigger thing, you know, not just him sticking around, I think it's also another testament to one of Kirby's greatest skills, and that's player retention and roster management. Kirby gets these guys to buy in. Yes, we're going to lose guys in the transfer portal every, transfer portal every year, but Kirby does just an awesome job of not just recruiting talent to get to Athens the first time, but keeping talent in Athens to, uh, to get playing time. And, and get their get their natty as well. I'll, I'll take my turn on Carson Beck. I tend to agree with Josh a little bit more than Lawrence. Not that Lawrence was really against him, but I said this before and I'll say it again. If Todd Munkin could turn Stetson Bennett into a Heisman Trophy finalist, what can you do with a six foot four, two hundred twenty? Floridian with an ankle tat or a calf. Tat. I was waiting for the yeah, tat the to come tat up. I was, was, I was giving was you coming. the free yeah. rights as well. He's got cap. more tats right now. You got an edge if you get your, your calf tatted. Uh, with that, a 904. With a 904. That's a good point, Lawrence. I, I think, look, he, the guy looks apart. Uh, all reports are he's done fantastic. I get it. Munkin's not there. You've got Bobo there. We already covered this. The sky's the limit for the guy. So with, all the weapons in the world. So when we're up 35 nothing and a half and they pull him, who is next up? I mean, right now, I would assume it's Brock Vandergriff, and we're probably getting into something that we need to discuss also is what does the quarterback room look like mm-hmm. in, in February, right? Um, I would assume Brock Vandergriff, but, you know, Gunnar Stockton as well. There, there, there should be in the first, well, throughout the whole season, there should be plenty of reps for everybody, um, including, you know, the uh, intramural flag football champion. Yeah, and, and you brought the name Brock Bowers. We all love him. How can you not love him? He's our guy. Um, what a great security blanket for Beck to have, right? Like, he knows that at any given time, 19 can, can go make a play for him. Um, I know you all saw this. ESPN's ranking of top 100 players in the country. Two. 
two. Two. Number two. Yeah. Um, Caleb Williams number one. Yeah. Caleb Williams number one. Yeah. And and our boy Brock Bowers number two. So you know again. Maybe he plays running back some. If we we, we need someone to carry hey, the we've ball, we've seen him take a ball out of the backfield before. Why why not? Now? Well, and that's what you do, right? And that, that's how you make up for maybe lack of depth at running back. Is you run sweeps with a uh, Lad McConkey, you run sweeps with a Brock Bowers, you run you know little quick hitters that are basically an extension of the running game mm-hmm. anyway. Um, so you look, you're not going to see no running back. will have 20. I, I I'd actually put this out there. I don't think we'll have a running back have 20 carries in any game this year. Yeah. Are we going to see any? Uh, Catches are playing time from our boy Seaside Sperlin. <laughs> By the way, fantastic nickname. Great name. Shout, um, shout out to our to our, to our friends as the Sperlin family. Seaside is a great nickname. Um, I would I would have said a couple weeks ago, probably not. But now with the injury to Lawson Lucky, who was kind of on that freshman watch list, and he's going to be. I don't know if he's out for the season or out for a bit. Just just. Um, you know, Sperlin will get some playing time early on, but you also have Oscar Delp, who's packed on some weight. Um, you know, he's got a big task of replacing Big Zero. I mean, his Big Zero is a huge, the Big O is a huge loss, uh, in my opinion, just everything that he brought to the game last year. He is, but it, you're going to, okay, this is an area I think you'll see uh, a big difference as we ran a ton of 12 formation last year, even some 13. I don't think you're going to see nearly as much. You don't have the depth. You also put out a 6'8", 280-pound tight end, right? So you don't have the six lineman. So I think that's going to be a little bit different. Plus, you've got more depth at receiver. Right, so you're going to see more three receiver sets than than two and two tight ends. Uh, So that will be a big a big difference. But at the end of the day, keep number 19 on the field as much as you can and get him the good things happen when 19 gets the ball. Absolutely. Now defense has always been the calling card of Kirby. Um, Yeah, it just is what it is. Every year we had yeah Jordan Davis, then we had Jalen Carter. Um, Who's next up? Is it Warren Brinson? Is it Stackhouse? I mean, who's going to be that guy? I'll tell you. It, it, yeah, go ahead. It's Stackhouse. I mean, uh, you're not going to have a Jalen Carter. You don't replace a Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter's better than Jordan Davis uh, and and Devontae Wyatt. You, you don't replace a Jalen Carter. Look what he did against Tennessee last year. Look what he did against LSU. Against LSU. Against LSU. Jaden Daniels, all world Jaden Daniels. So that's, you know, you're not going to see that. What you will see is uh, you, you're going to see it's probably the best defensive line in the country. Right, you've got a Michael Williams coming off the edge. Who in that same poll you listed was number ten. Yeah, right. I mean, that's some high praise. Go back if you want to see Michael Williams. Go back and see what he did to Paris Johnson against Ohio first, State. First round pick. Paris first Johnson. round pick. He beat him like a I think he's dog. a name that people might be sleeping on a little bit. Like he's not as a household of a name. People like us know him, but people that aren't from the program, like he's he going to sneak up on some people. He was a freshman last year. Yeah. Uh, he's going to be awesome. <laughs> um, the you've got other outside the defense this year will be better than last year's defense. We and I, I can't remember where I read this. I didn't come up with this. Georgia has for all the defensive units, defensive line, linebacker, and, and secondary, the best unit in the country for all three. Each of the lines, yeah. So our 2021 national championship to, had historically the greatest defense of all time, or one of the greatest. Hey, de- I stepped by the right there. Bring it over. One of the greatest defenses of all time. I think the defense we have this year could rival them, if not better. We, we Top to bottom, we may not have the Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter big names, but I think just athletically, and these, I think these guys are awesome. I think you're going to see names like Jalen Walker just really step up and play awesome this year. Um, you know, we got JDJ, Pop coming back. You love yourself some Pop. Smile Munden's got a, a little bit of an injury. He's going to be out a little bit, but I think we can make that up with the talent that we have. Uh, and then our secondary, guys like Julian Humphrey, guys, names you don't really have, you haven't heard of coming in um, are going to be great. And then we have Kamari Lasseter, Malachi Starks. We got a freshman, Jonel Aguero, 
who I think is scaring off some of these incoming recruits because he's going to have that position locked down for three years. Like, we're going to be good. So Malachi Starks is going to be ridiculous. He just signed a deal with Powerade, did Powerade, we see? yeah. So what, what kind of money? I mean, I don't know if y'all know or can guess. I mean, like, the, the, the money with NIL has, has, NIL has, has just vacillated so much over the years. But that's a pretty cool deal for someone like him. We didn't even mention uh, and, uh, the Sugar Bowl and um, – or sorry, Peach Bowl Bullard? and National Championship defensive MVP, Javon Bullard. Like, he's say, com- he, yeah, he's coming back he, too. He, he bounced on the scene in a big way. I mean, you could say that he won that game for us with his uh, hit on, on Harrison. So. Clean hit on Marvin look, look at Look at the secondary. Look how freaking good that secondary is. Uh, you've got some studs that won't be able to crack the two deep. I mean, that secondary is amazing. Inside linebackers, I don't ever remember having a better pair of inside linebackers that we have. Outside linebackers, I think you're going to see, you'll get some freshmen, we'll get some playing time. They're moving Jalen Walker. All over. The defense is stout. Speaking of uh, that clean hit, has y'all's boy uh, Day stopped crying yet? Has his crocodile tears finally it's just wiped away? Well. You know, I would say the fan group that actually hates us the most, back to our initial conversation, those Ohio State guys, man, they can't get over it. They are, they are yeah, still I, so upset. I probably don't need to waste a lot of time on it, but maybe let, let's just put this out there in case there are any. Okay, well, if, if, if they don't shank the field goal at the end, then they win. Well, we missed two field goals in the game. You know, so let's just go ahead and hey, put that to rest. If Alabama had Jamison Williams yeah. and John Mechie, if we didn't knock out Marvin Harrison, you know. If Adam a- Anderson wasn't in jail, if JT Daniels didn't. You know, it's just, you know what they say, if your aunt had uh, a mustache, yeah. she'd be your uncle. We're yeah, if it's half of a Yeah, well, care, well, careful, it is 2020. All right, but, but one last thing. Stetson's legacy, now that we're a few months, uh, not a few months, we're seven months post his uh, final matriculation with how many degrees he had. What's his legacy, guys? I mean, he's a goat, man. He he's a goat. He he so I think there's some rules and restrictions like he's not eligible for the College Football Hall of Fame because he was never an All-American or whatever the case may be. He was Sean Traub's All-American. And in, in my opinion, he should have his number retired, put a statue. He's the greatest quarterback in Georgia football history. I mean, his legacy is there's a robot dog in Dallas named after him. That's going to outlive all of us. <laughs> what, else, what else does he need? Um, yeah, I, I think that that that's as high praise as, as anyone can have. There you go. There you go. All right, SEC this year. Um, where are we looking at in terms of other storylines, other teams that we need to be looking out for? We can break it up east-west or just just total. But I mean, Tennessee last year, yeah, they got all the hype. And then they got what's coming to them. Uh, Florida, Napier, we can spend time on that. Bama, wh- wherever you guys want to go. I could kick this off. I did a little research, uh, and I've got to write Uh-oh. notes down because Uh-oh. my brain doesn't work the way it used to. Someone got on the interwebs. I did. Thank God Al Gore invented it. Um, <laughs> a hot take, and I don't really think this is a hot take, but there will not be an undefeated team from the SEC West uh, after the regular season. There will not be an SEC West team in the college football playoff this year. See where I'm going with that little uh, foreshadowing. Um, look, Bama could go, based on uh, my calculations, Bama could go anything, anywhere from 9-3 to 11-1 in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Um, LSU, I think they've got a, a ceiling of, of you know, 11-1, 9-3 as well. Um, so that that's the big thing. The, S- the SEC West is strong, but there's no dominant team there. In the SEC East... I already said where I think the dogs go twelve and zero. Tennessee can go nine and three, mm-hmm. right? I'm not saying they will, but they can. My third best team in the SEC East uh, would be Kentucky this year. I think Kentucky is going to be decent. I think you could see a nine and three or ten and two Kentucky. Um, I'll, I'll skip the rest. South Carolina just has an absolutely brutal schedule this year. Um, and Florida, best case scenario, write this down here. 
Best case scenario is Sunbelt Billy goes six and six. Yeah, uh, I had in my notes here. Do you know what their Vegas win total over under is? Is it six and a half? It's five and a half. Five and oh, there you go. Kind of nailed it. Then. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What a tough place for Gator fans to be. They have a really hard schedule too, but yeah. uh, you know, Graham Mertz is their starting quarterback. Yeah, like you can't rest your hopes on. Is it Wisconsin Mertz. before? Yeah, yeah. What kind of leash is Napier going to get down there? Uh, it's a total rebuild there. Yeah, I think I, he's got this year, next year, and if there's not improvement after next year, then he's on the hot seat. So I agree. Yeah, I don't know. So I might not have heard, but did you mention Jimbo at all? And, I have and, 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 and <laughs> Because usually that's my reason. Well, I, 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 listen, I think you not, you, you get, when you talk about the Texas A&M Mets this year, you have to mention Jimbo and Petrino yeah, together. Talk about a dumpster fire. Um, so in my notes, I've got um, Texas A&M. I, could, I had a hard time. I went through their schedule. They have a tough schedule also. Right. Um, I think they end up with four losses. I don't think they're going to be as god awful as they were last year. Like, what's this expression? Even a blind squirrel could find a nut. Uh, but I have a new most hated coach. Uh, can I guess? Can I guess? Please. Hugh Freeze. That's right. So, what I've, I've been working on coming up with something like the himbo yeah. instead of the Jimbo. That being said, I actually think Hugh Freeze is a good coach. He's just an awful, awful, awful human being and a charlatan at that. Um, Jimbo's a terrible coach. And a terrible beady-eyed person. Give me a couple of weeks to uh, come up with kind, something kind of, here. Kind of warm into it. But yeah, Hughes is a terrible. So, so is he going to turn Auburn around? Because- Not this year. Man, he might. He might. He is a good coach. Auburn is going to be. I get between Auburn and Mississippi State as the seller in the uh, Auburn will be lucky to play in a bowl game this year. Mm-hmm. I like when Auburn's good. Yeah, I do too. Because I, I like when, I, 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 I like when they're good. I like when that game matters. I do too. It's not um, going to this year. I don't like when Florida's good. They can be they can be terrible for, for the end of time. Um, yeah, really do, do yourself a favor. Don't waste very much time watching Swamp Kings. I thought it was going to be an indictment on the Urban Meyer years, but it's just a puff piece. Speaking of which, did y'all enjoy? I only watch episode. You one didn't really piece. like the man. You didn't like the Manziel. Yeah, I thought did you? they could have dug a little bit deeper. They you wouldn't anything we didn't already know. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, it was entertaining. It was entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing on TV, man. College football hasn't started yet. There's nothing on TV. I'm uh, kind of going well, yeah, right, right. And I watch it every night, and it's going to lead to my divorce. Uh, <laughs> one thing that I will uh, jump into, and this is off topic here: Week One games, college football, are awful. How about Week Zero? I haven't looked at that yet. Week uh, one, the only good game is is LSU, uh, Florida State. That's Sunday, I believe Sunday night. So that'll be fun. Saturday, there is a whole bunch of nothing. Explain to me the concept if you come up with Week Zero. Like can we? So, can we, call, can't we, get, we can't call it week one and just push everything back. Somebody teams that can't get national exposure, so they just play a week earlier. Nice. And we just call it week zero. Yeah. USC, Lincoln yeah. Riley. Is he playing this week? Yeah, they got the San Jose State. Uh, what are they? The fighting banana slugs? Is that them? Yeah, I like. That so you program. you mentioned the 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 wild swing available to uh, Alabama. Um, what are their fans thinking right now? Like Saban, is he losing some MPH off the old fastball? Like what do they what no, do they think? They're they're going who the hell's going to get under center? They don't know who their quarterback is. And if it's Jalen Milrow, they got some issues. Saban's the greatest coach of all time for a reason. Alabama fans are extremely spoiled, right? Uh, deservedly so. I don't want to take anything away. Uh, they're not used to the position that they're in. And you hear some of these mouth breathers, right? And we have ours as well. But some of their mouth breathers, Saban loses two games and they want to fire the guy. You know, they want to run the guy off. The guy's the greatest coach of all time. So we have lots of battle scars from Alabama. Yeah. Do we do we still suffer from that? Like, do we still say we don't want to see them in Atlanta in December, or are we kind of past that? I'll let you answer that, and then I've got a good question for you. But go um, ahead. Listen, bring on Bama. 
I, I, we 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 vanquished the demons in Indianapolis, freezing our you know what's off. Um, I'd love to see him again in the SEC championship game. I think they're going to be good. I think they are going to play the disrespect card, the rat poison all year long. You know, again, as Gans mentioned, their struggle is who's going to be QB one. I mean, right now it's either going to be Milrow or the guy who couldn't beat out Sam Hartman and right. they right. transferred. So, you know, I, I don't think there's a lot of confidence there, but you know, they're, they're, um, you know, all world offensive tackle JC Latham at SEC media days. He, he guaranteed a natty this year. So, I mean, they're going to come out fired up. He, they, he gave a little, uh, bulletin board material for everybody else. Um, I think Bama wins the West. I, I think too. they have one loss, either to LSU or A and M. I agree. Um, and uh, and we'll or, see them. Or, we'll or see Texas. Them. Well, that won't affect their SEC championship. Oh, right, right, right. I'm sorry. I'm uh, and Texas about. is in uh, at Brian Denny this year, so it is. Uh, you know it'll be. A, I think that'll be a good game, though. Did you know Johnny Manziel went to Brian Denny as a freshman? <laughs> uh, so okay, here's here's. Uh, thank you. You know he didn't come here. from oil money. Yeah. That was a great lie, by the yeah. way. Because uh, I, I always convinced me too. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Here, here's my question for you. When, when Kirby came to Georgia, it's not really a question. When Kirby came to Georgia in 2016 or 2017, all the Bama people said, there's, there's no one on the Georgia team that could start for Alabama, right? So I said, okay. There's, and they were probably potentially right that year, right? I don't think it was true because you had Nick Chubb and you had, but, but anyway, who on the Alabama team right now could start? For Georgia, would crack the twenty-two. Well, they, and I went through them all. They have two players that couldn't get quality playing time at Georgia. Tresman, Tresman Marshall, and our boy Jermaine. Crack the two deep, and our boy Jermaine Burton. So, okay, this is who I had, and, and uh, let's debate it, right? Jermaine Burton was one. I said maybe, right? He, he, he could, but he, but obviously he didn't think he was going to, right? Or he okay. left. I mean, that, that's so, proof is in the pudding. I'll right give there. you one definitive one that would would start at Georgia. Kool-Aid McKinstry, right? Uh, he's strictly on name alone. Fantastic yeah. name. Okay. Larry mentioned JC Latham. Who's a, do they have any running backs? No. <laughs> Jace McClendon. <laughs> Justice uh, Haynes. They, they mentioned, you mentioned JC Latham. Who's, uh, you know, projected as a first round pick. He plays right tackle for Alabama. Guess who our right tackle is. Marius Mims. He's six, seven, three thirty. Another, fir- another first round draft. He'll be the top yeah. offensive lineman off the board. Next I'll take, I'll take Marius Mims. Now, do you want to shift him around? You say he's better than our screen. Maybe, but uh, at right tackle, right tackle, I'll take Marius Mims over him. Burton, we talked about Kool-Aid. Fine. Dallas Turner is probably the only other one. Go across their 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 depth chart. There's nobody else there. I love there. it. So so we all are in agreement. Then Georgia's going to win the East, mm-hmm. and I agree. You said Bama. You said Bama. So I'll take Bama. So are we a, are we a touchdown favorite over them? Maybe more. Maybe more. I mean, we're going to be favored in every single game, probably by double digits, except in Knoxville. Yeah, and we might be. We'll we'll be T- seven Tennessee, to ten point favorite. Tennessee might have. Three losses by then. I'm, yeah. I'm not saying they will, uh, but they could. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and just call my shot now that Joe Milton will be this year's AR-15 of the overhyped strong-arm quarterback that does not live up to uh, the media coverage. Who else is excited to say AR-15 just bomb it in the NFL? The culture <laughs> going to absolutely dread the day they made that pick. Yeah, we we digress. That happens every year. Somebody reaches. All right. Like so we we mentioned the SEC. I'd love to talk about other conferences, but I can't keep up. Like I'm 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 hoping you guys have some sort of ability to tell us like Pac-10. I guess this is their last year. Is this the swan song of the Pac-10? Yeah, USC. Big, Big Ten is kind of getting, you know, they're, they're building up. Big 12, like, where are we at conference-wise? I think uh, we should talk about the Big Ten a little bit. Yeah, so Big Second Ten. Big, well, conference. listen, I think Big Ten this year, again, it's going to come back down to Michigan, Ohio State. Whoever wins that game, the, the big game. That's in who, the big house. It's in the big house this year. Uh, I, I don't know where we are with the Harbaugh suspension. He's not suspended. Three He's games. suspended. It's a snip, snap, snip, snap. Three games um, where they've currently landed. And then I think he leaves Michigan after this year. But I think uh, Michigan, I think, is a better team than Ohio State this year. Uh, I would say they 
probably. I agree. I don't know. I, I go back and forth. They're they're one of my uh, the winner of the Big Ten is a playoff team. I have not yet made my final decision yet. We'll get to that in a few minutes. So I, I'll, I'll say this: I think the, the Big Ten is the second best conference. Um, Michigan is a good team. I'm not sure I buy all the hype. Uh, they are a good team. Ohio State. Do they have a quarterback yet? Uh, their, their quarterback that may play. I think Devin Brown wears number 33. There you go. I like it, Larry Bird. Um, Penn State is going to be improved this year. And they've got a really good quarterback whose name escapes me. I have it in my notes somewhere. Drew Alar. Must be great. Um, I don't even know his name. They, they, they compare him to Josh Allen. and I, I praise this, but nonetheless. He's got big hands. Um, James Franklin is kind of a doofus as far as I'm concerned. Um, so I'll believe it when I see it. But I would say the Big Ten is better. Wisconsin should be better this year. Yeah. So They got a new coach. Here, here's my thing on Michigan versus Ohio State. I can't rank these teams or understand these teams when they play themselves. Wisconsin and Penn State versus Michigan. I don't, I don't really care. Yeah, because you I don't, play the SEC I don't know. What I've watched in the playoffs the last two years between Michigan getting manhandled by Georgia and the same by TCU yeah. versus Ohio State giving, yeah, giving us – Yeah, that's right. Versus Ohio State giving us everything and more that we could ever, ever want. Like, I'm sorry, but I cannot put Michigan ahead of Ohio State. And that's not that's that's not based on anything on this year's well, roster, hey, just going what I've seen last year. Where, where did Marvin Harrison fall in that top 100 players? Because by, by all accounts, he is, he is three. I mean, he is a game changer. You got to get someone to give him the ball, though. I don't know if they give him the ball. I mean, the, the, yeah, he's fantastic. Don't yeah. get me wrong. So, and they've got really good receivers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they got to figure out the quarterback. Maybe you guys know who the quarterback's going to be. I don't know. It's between uh, McCord and the guy Devin Brown. Yeah, but know. but for me, like, they're the team that I feel like was us a couple years ago, where it's like right there, just get punched in the face. Like, but they've they, got, they, like their coach is just a clown. Right, Kirby is no BS. You know, you take on the identity of your coach, right? And uh, – Ryan Day's just not he, the answer. They don't like him in Columbus. He's got to get past the Peach Bowl and move along, or yeah. else his team will fail. And, and honestly, like as crazy as this is to say, like there's some heat on his seat a little bit. The guy's going to you know the, the playoff, and he's putting out eleven and one teams, eleven and two. There's heat on him. He can't beat that serial killer, cat killer, Jim Harbo. <laughs> You're, they don't like that. He's got a great future in infomercials, though. Your, your boy Mark Rick got canned for not getting over that hump, yeah. you know? So it's not like it's unprecedented. All right, so Pac-10, USC, UCLA, those teams are leaving next year for the Big Ten. So there still is a— With Oregon and Washington. Is it Oregon and Washington going to the— I can't keep up. Talk about a disappointing football team to watch. USC at the end of the last year. No uh, they were my they were my sucker bet last year in the, uh, in the they, Sugar Bowl. They, they, they had, lost to Tulane. Yeah, you just like quarterbacks with their nails painted. <laughs> I've never seen a worse job of tackling yeah. and worse job of defense in my entire life. Well, they've upgraded on the defense. They I, yeah. got Bear Alexander this year. No, I listen, I think Lincoln Riley actually is a decent coach. Uh, Caleb Williams is great. They'll put up some points. they got to tighten up the defense, to, to your point. And, uh, yeah, we'll see. So, Bear Alexander, you mentioned. Yeah. If Kirby won a Bear Alexander – We'd have Bear Alexander, right? I'm of the mindset if Kirby wants to keep you, he if will Kirby find wants him. Jermaine Burton, he would have kept Jermaine Burton. Right. If if Kirby wanted AD, he'd have kept AD. So like that tells me a little bit. That tells me, tells me a lot. Well, th- there, was a lot an ar- there was an article today. Like uh, Bear's got a mentor. Basically, came back and kind of had some insight into why he left. That that I he was that. told that he was promised a, a starting spot, and Kirby said, "No, you got to earn it." And when it wasn't given to him. He packed his bags and went to USC. I think there's more than that. He was not well liked. Apparently, fought Jalen Carter, but 
suggestion don't do that yeah, yeah. that's a fool's errand yeah um he was a bad you know they, they always talk about these kids that and they transfer schools every year right through high school i think the kid was at four schools and obviously he had a tough upbringing in that article according mm-hmm. to that article but um yeah you see you see that a lot with these kids and and the second part of it, it two out of those three that you named were, were probably locker room cancers jermaine barton by the way went to four high schools yep. in, in four years um ad mitchell's from texas You've got NIL money as well. Mm-hmm. Every offseason, they, they dangle this NIL money, and you know it's going to continue. Speaking of Texas, speaking of high school, I've got Arch Manning on my list of things to talk about. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be a complete failure. I, I thought that last year, and I think even more now based on what I've read. You follow Texas closer than all of us. Yeah. What's the deal? Well, the deal is that they think, and I'll believe it when I see it, but Texas is back, right? We'll believe it when we see it. Um, their team is going to be better this year. Uh, Quinn Ewers, they've got high, high, high hopes for Quinn Ewers. So if Quinn Ewers plays really well this year, Arch Manning doesn't see the field this year. Probably be best thing for Arch Manning. It probably would be. I would agree. I I don't think think Quinn would be in the NFL next year. Yeah, I don't think Arch plays a lot this year. I think Texas is, you know, they're kind of a, you know, a sleeper pick to make the playoffs out of the Big 12. Um, again, they got to go on the road to Brian Denny, play at Alabama. That's what we'll learn. We'll um, see who they are. You know, and then Texas has got to avoid that loss they usually have, like against a Kansas State or whoever that sneaks up and bites them. Um, I think Arch Manning will be good eventually. I think if he had to start as a true freshman, I think he would get steamrolled. Yeah. So te- we'll we'll know a lot about Texas yeah. in week two. If, if Texas goes into Brian Denny and wins, then then you, I will say Texas is back. I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, I don't think a Big Twelve team sees the playoff this year. I don't either. Yeah, because Texas and what Oklahoma, Texas, Oklahoma, Oklahoma's T- not going to be good. TCU is how, probably going to be seven. Hey, return listen, tour. I love the uh, I love the frogs. Their fans are great. I think they're probably like a seven and five. I'll be rooting four. for them from afar. I mean, I'll be checking the box score every. every, every Who else Saturday. is going to the Big Twelve? Is Kansas State supposed to be good this year? Oklahoma no, State. It's it's Texas will win the Big Twelve this year. I agree. They tend to uh, not show up for a game. TCU, I think he's got a winning record against them in the Big Twelve, which is crazy. Yeah, I think it could we'll, be wrong on that. I, I think we'll probably end up with two SEC teams and two Big Ten teams, probably Michigan and Ohio State. Why don't we jump into that? And, well, and but before we do that, I was, I was going to say, but does the ACC, does Clemson have a shot? Is FSU back? Are they going to have to be able I to put could, a team? Yeah, Clemson has almost as easy of a schedule as Georgia has this year. Uh, I'll go ahead and tell you, Clemson's going to win the, uh, the ACC. Yeah. I think Clemson goes undefeated in the ACC, and I've got them as a playoff team. Did you steal my notes? No, I didn't. Uh, FSU is the preseason darling. They got uh, LSU early. Um, FSU, Norvell's got them on the right trajectory, but I do think Clemson wins the ACC. It's, it's Those are the two teams in the ACC, and that's it. And they've changed the ACC this year. Uh, there's no longer conferences or, or whatever, divisions. So it's the top two at the end. play. So if Clemson beats Florida State and Florida State runs the table, they'd have to play Florida State again in Charlotte uh, December. What, what have we seen out of Tallahassee in the last decade that suggests somehow they're the, the team this year? Nothing. Not a thing. Um, I I am interested to see how Brent Key does in his first year at Georgia Tech. He's got Don Blaylock. I'll be rooting for Don Blaylock. I hope they uh, are bowl eligible by the end of the season. But yeah, FSU they, they do nothing for me. I think Dabo still owns the ACC, and I think they they come out of there unscathed. And I think Clemson's a playoff team. So I'm glad you brought up. Georgia, I'm glad you brought up Georgia Tech. If I do one of those fine word searches on my outline and typed in Tech, not guess there. What? It's not there. Uh, and that wasn't intentional. They just are are so much not on the radar, um, which sucks for them, and it sucks for the state of Georgia. But Brent Key did a good job last year. I thought he was a right hire. 
We'll see. I mean, do they have a chance to win four or five games? I don't know. Well, the good news for uh, the one tech fan listening is they can't <laughs> be as bad as they were last year. Um, the good, I don't know what the bad, the bad, that, that's it. That's all I got to say about that. They're not going to be as bad as they were last. Speaking of hard schedules, speaking of interesting storylines, Coach Prime, Coach Prime, baby. No, shaking your head. I'm going with Larry in this one. He's, um, it's a Fugazi. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I will tune in to watch a Colorado game because I'm interested to see Travis Hunter. He's one of those players that I think is kind of appointment television to see how he does. And now that he's going to be in a uh, big boy conference, at least for one one year, um, I'll tune in to watch Coach Prime. I think their Vegas win total was like three, three or four. Three. They're probably going to yeah. go under. Um, you know, he's a little bit of ways away, but, uh, it'll be, it'll be fun to watch. Coach Prime's always good for T good for, uh, good for ratings. Yeah. Except when he wins three games and the shine's off the turd, right? You're not going to get all the hype anymore. He's got all the hype right now. You look cool in that cowboy hat, limping around. I'm coming. To, yeah. Uh, they go to TCU, they go, they go to funky town the first week of the year. See what happens there. I think, I think, uh, TCU smokes them. And, uh, and then they have a long season. He'll, he'll get this one year, right? And then you're right. Ne- next year, if he doesn't put something together, then it's all smoke and mirrors and all talk. But I'm with you. Like, I'll tune in Saturday night to hear what he has to say. I'll listen to his post-game interviews and what he says in the locker room and all that kind of stuff. Um, all right. So this also last season, we're going from 4 to 12, which is interesting because next year, that one loss that Texas has might not affect him as much. So do we enjoy that? enjoy this last season do we care that things are changing obviously we care because it affects things but what do we think about the, the differing rules for playoffs next year i'm excited for the expansion i'm excited for have a playoff game in athens at some point i'm excited to maybe have to go on the road somewhere f- different for a playoff game um and it just you know we've seen over the years um the playoff is really limited there's only like six seven teams that truly really have a shot at the beginning of the season this gives a lot of folks a lot of hope uh, that being said, it makes Georgia just, I think, more of a lock for the next decade to have a playoff spot. I don't have a strong opinion yet. Uh, it's probably the only thing in the world I don't have a strong opinion on. I um, We'll see, right? Um, I think that it'll get watered down a little bit. One of the things that I love about college football is you have to win every week, right? You might be able to get in at 11-1, and one, but there's so much pressure. that You can't have a hiccup like you can in the NFL, right, and sneak into the the playoffs at, you know, 9-8, and eight, right? Uh, so... I, I think that that's going to hurt a little bit, um, but we'll see. You know, I, I know. Look, the the goal of the committee is to bring as many eyes, have as many games, and have as many people watching. And so, yeah, money from from that point, Johnny Manziel, baby. Yeah, from that point, sure, I get where they're going, but I'll uh, I, I reserve um, I'll reserve opinion on this one. I had a conversation. We might we might have brought this up last year. I had a conversation with someone down in Florida who's a Florida State fan, like halfway through the season. And they were whatever they were, four and two or whatever, doesn't matter. But they were probably top 15. And he was like, you know what? Next year, I guess two years from now, they'd be like, we're in contention for a playoff bid. And that's, so that's it, it, it brings excitement to these fan base. Otherwise, like, uh, we're, we're kind you of. You know, it's like it. baseball, right? Like we always talk about the Braves or, or who the best team ever, by the way. Uh, the, the thing that we talk about. The, we can say five minutes for Braves talk. Yeah. The thing that we talk about with baseball is who, who's peaking. In September and October, right? Um, and that, that's not how it is in college football right now. You just to be at the top of the mountain all year long. Uh, that's what it'll be. It'll be you'll have a nine and three team go in, but someone who's playing really well. And you know what you think back to is Georgia two thousand seven. We were the best team. Us and USC were the best teams at the end of that year. Neither team made mm-hmm. uh, the the national championship. Um, so in a year like that, it would help. So I can see why a, a Florida State fan will get 
get behind that. Well, like I said, it gives a lot of teams hope. Yeah, but we don't need it right now. Hope's gone. You can hope. She's you gone. can we hope. send her out in Indianapolis. What's the saying? You can hope in one hand and crap yeah. in the other. See which one fills up first. <laughs> yeah. So we don't need that though. At being where's you know, hope? Is she getting this year? Be, well, she was last year. Yes. You know, being the king. I don't like it, yeah. um, but again, I reserve the right to. So we kind of touched on who our four would be. Um, I I kind of think all four of ours might be kind of similar or the same. Um, Lawrence, why don't you start? Who's your four uh, in the in the in the in the college playoffs? So I yep. got uh, Georgia one matched up against Clemson four in the Sugar Bowl. Oh, you ranked them one through four? Yeah. God, you're the teacher's pet. And then I got Ohio State, which I just made that decision. Uh, second. Did, I, did I convince you based on my... Uh, yes, you our did. huge, strong Vuk has got the Buckeyes yep. in for Versus Larry. USC, I think is the Fiesta, the other bowl, the other You're going gonna to ride and die with them again? And uh, I'm going a rematch. Georgia, Ohio State National Championship in Houston. And we go back to back to back. Oh, I like wow. it. Better. Did you trademark? Trademark, copyright. Heard it, heard it you know, first. I do have um, an attorney in the room. You, you got to write it down. What do they call it? The redneck copyright? You write it down. That's actually it really good. Sign yeah. it. Date it. Mail I, told it you, I told you guys you, you, you liked my tagline today. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I've got Georgia uh, as, as number one. Um, I've got Michigan in there. It pains me to say that. I've got Clemson, and then I'm, I'm going to take USC out of the Pac-12. Um, I think their defense is better this year. I think they get it done. I, I didn't rank them in, in one through four, uh, but I do have I do have back to back to back, back to back <laughs> to back. So I'm pretty close to y'all, but I've got Alabama in there. I've got Georgia and Alabama playing uh, each other undefeated in the SEC championship game. Georgia winning it. And Alabama staying in as a four seed, or probably three, so they avoid the rematch. Uh-huh. Um, I've got Clemson and then Ohio State. So. so you don't have Alabama losing during the regular season? Mm-mm. You got them winning. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got Georgia, Alabama. Well, we should probably talk about us. We also Georgia, Alabama. We also Georgia, Alabama. Game. Yeah. I've got Georgia beating Alabama in the SEC championship game. I think Alabama loses at least once, probably more, and does uh, – and and does not make the play. Yeah. I think that I, I like what you're saying. Georgia versus Ohio State again. I think my math works out that way. It would be Georgia one versus Clemson four, Ohio State two, Alabama three. Uh, and then we're just going to – those poor Buckeye fans, man, we're just getting the PTSD X2. They're going to be mad. They're going to be mad. I, I um, Yeah, I, I think the Big Ten will be fun to watch. I mean, their style of football tends to be pretty boring. Um but I think they'll be fun to watch this year because I think there's going to be a lot. I think there's going to be some upsets. I think uh, I think Penn State's going to be better. I mentioned that. I think Wisconsin's going to be better. I think they'll beat somebody that they probably shouldn't beat. Heisman becoming more and more difficult to even predict. Um, people coming out of the woodworks. But Caleb Williams last year, he's back. Sounds like you're on USC train. Um, who are some names to think about? Do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first uh, so you can't steal my picks. Um, excuse me. I think it's hard to leave out Caleb Williams. Right, I think he's going to put up ungodly numbers. Back to back Heisman's difficult. And, speed to it, it is, but I'm, I'm giving you my my top four. Yep. Right, I'm not, and I think uh, I actually don't have a winner. Uh, I think Caleb Williams will put up insane numbers, and I think that Lincoln Riley will keep him in the game. Which you Carson Beck will not see the second half in a lot of games, or certainly won't see the fourth quarter. I've got uh, Cade Klubnik from Clemson. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to have a big. Do they year. like him there. They do. Because they hated DJ Eagle. He's at Oregon State now. He's a beaver. Yeah. Uh, So I've got Cade Klubnick there. Um, I I thought about maybe putting Drake May there from UNC, but I didn't. Tommy loves him. Yeah, he's a good player. He's a good player. I've got talk of him looking to come to Georgia. Yeah. 
I've got Quinn Ewers. I think Quinn Ewers is going to put, I think Steve Sarkeesian is a really good offensive coach. And I think Quinn Ewers with A.D. Mitchell, and they've got that other receiver who's, I'm blanking out his name, who's actually a really good receiver as well. I think he's going to put up some numbers. And then I, look, I, this I have no, um, uh, no conviction on. But I think I'm going to take that Drew Alar. I listened to a few podcasts and people really like him. I know nothing about him. But let's just go ahead and put him up there as a wild card because there's always the Stetson Bennett to show up. Fair enough. I agree with you. I have Caleb Williams and Quinn Ewers on there as potential uh, strong Heisman candidates. I have Marvin Harrison Jr. Mm -hmm. in there as a Heisman candidate. And then I have – I have – I can't – pull the trigger yet i want to say carson beck is a heisman candidate but i think brock bowers will be in new york in december as a heisman finalist wouldn't that be great that would almost be the career achievement kind of i think it's going to be a career achievement award he will get to new york he won't win it because it's a quarterback award but i think brock bowers gets to new york enjoy him folks this year if it is the best player in the country like that dude needs to be there you know it's not though that's not how they do it it's the best so so y'all mentioned eight or ten ten guys uh i'll take the field I'll take take somebody else, whoever that and might you'll, be. You'll probably win. Probably so, just because that, that award is so wacky. It's you know, tough to bet. I mean, Larry brings up a good point, right? The back-to-back is, is when was the last time George Rogers? Was he the last one who did Archie it? Griffin. Archie Griffin, yeah. You're right. I'm sorry. Not Yeah. Uh, so that's, you know, statistically really hard. Yeah. Uh, but he's going to put up some crazy numbers out there. Lincoln Riley needs to build that fan base. They need USC to be back. And uh, I think they're going to let that guy throw for 500 yards. No, that's a good point. So Houston, you mentioned, is where the, the natty is. I've never been to Houston. H Town. Um, it's a bigger Atlanta. What's the thought of that as a place to spend the first week of January for us next year? I mean, it's it's Houston. I've been a bunch. Um, We've been to some of the same places. We have been to some of the same places. <laughs> the, near the, the gallery is a nice area. Great pool. Um, you know, it's easy to get to. You can. There's a lot of options to be able to fly into Texas and drive there. Delta's already jacked up the flights. Um, you know, it is what it is, right? It's a business trip, so it doesn't matter where it is. I think I mean, it doesn't matter where it is. Larry, I'm going to give a little bit more in-depth perspective. Uh, a, he didn't I, like your analysis, Larry. No, I didn't. I didn't. Usually I like your takes, but A, <laughs> I uh, have already purchased a ticket. I did on Southwest, which I normally don't, but um, just because I like to change my flights around a lot and there won't be a lot of availability, it did Southwest. Um B, I like Houston. Um, I spent a lot of time there with work. You know, I've, as many loyal listeners of the show know, I've got family in, in Texas, but um, uh, in Dallas. But um, Houston's a good town. It's very much like Atlanta. Um, the real nice area there is River Oaks. Um, I, I plan to stay, at, uh, subject to change, at the St. Regis um, on uh, right off San Felipe there in Rolex, a great bar called the Remington. Um, and my plan, I, I'm landing at like four o'clock on uh, three o'clock on Sunday. Easy to get to, uh, fly out four o'clock. I've got a, a built in time on the way home for a doctor's visit for broken ribs. Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited. It'll be see, fun. Weather should be good. You see, Lars, this is the kind of analysis I need. This is what I'm expecting. I was you know? hoping we'd get more of a prediction on some of the weather elements that we would. It's have. like Atlanta. You don't know what it's going to so be like. It's indoors. It's going to be locusts. It's going to be hail. It's going to be earthquakes. Atlanta. It's be- Atlanta. We had an ice storm and a presidential visit. In Indianapolis, we had single digits. In LA, we had the thousand year storm. So, yeah, Houston will come up with something. Uh, I imagine we'll have a January hurricane somewhere coming through uh, Galveston to Houston. It's going it, to, you know what? The good news is it's an hour and 30 minute flight home, which is nice. Uh, not that Indianapolis is all that far. Um, so, I, so, for the dogs to get there, um, and y'all talked about this a little bit, but let's just 
drill down a little bit more like who are some of the, the either the freshmen coming in or someone that didn't get much playing time last year names that picks to click if you want to call it that I, I would say just kind of a, the newcomer to click some of the, the a name that we may have heard of that's going to make a difference I, what I, you want offense or defense I'll take offense all right so um, <laughs> what a guy. All right. Well, I, you, th- we talked about this name already and defense. You, everything's kind of a known commodity for the most part, but I think you, you break out star barring injury is going to be Michael Williams. I, I think that he's going to wreak havoc after watching him, you know, as the season progressed, that guy's just good. Um, that, that I'll leave that as my, my pick. Look, I do think you're going to see, uh, some of the outside linebackers that we brought in, uh, Damon Wilson and Samuel and, 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 Pemba, and Pemba, and Pemba, um, from and Mbappe. Everything we've heard about, they're fantastic. And Jordan Hall, we talked about this earlier. There's no Jalen Carter on the Thanks, team baby. this year. They talk about Jordan Hall as the next Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter, just absolute run stuffer, just filling up gaps. So uh, hopefully, we see a little bit of him this year. Okay. So seeing okay. as see, how, how did he do? How did he do? He did good. He did. Thank I approve. You. Big baby. I would prefer you call him Big Baby. I'm on the third vodka. Things are flowing. The Big Baby. Um. <laughs> Seeing as we are uh, hamstrung right now in the running back room, literally and figuratively, uh, we have the future Joe Moore award-winning offensive line. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to go on a limb and say Rod Robinson is going to be our breakout freshman running back because I think we could line Jason Gans up at running back behind this offensive line, and he could average three and a half, four yards a carry. Rod Robinson is going to come in. forward. He's going to be a he's going to be a pick to click because we need someone to carry the load back there, and I think he's going to be the dude. All right. Well, what, I think we'd be remiss. A, I don't think we need to talk about Carson Beck. We already talked about him. Obviously, that's the uh, you know the the big question mark. Right? But um, Dom love it. Uh, you know you know what he's been described as what electric and twitchy. I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> What more could you want from a that's guy? It. That's right? all you need from a wide receiver. Back did, to back did, to back. Didn't, Bell, didn't Dylan Bell have a similar kind of analysis? Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I think in uh, one name that has not been brought up, I don't think it has, Lad McConkey. You know, when, when defenses try to scheme against Georgia's receivers, so pick your poison. You want to, I don't know how you put two on a, on a tight end that you move all over the field, but I'm sure there's a way to do that. All right, you've got Lad McConkey. You've who's fantastic. You've got um, Dominic Lovett, who who had 87 yards against Georgia's defense last year, right? You've got Marcus Roseby, Jack Saint, who's been fantastic, and then coming off the bench, you've got Dylan Bell, Arian Smith, who's just an yeah, absolute. Yeah, I haven't mentioned Brown is amazing, in and all this is why I think the identity of the team is going to be different. Carson Beck, I think, Beck, I think right. chucking around the yard. Here's another hot take, and we, I, I'd like to go back at the end of the season and go through all of our hot takes, and hopefully we hit on a lot. We, of we, need, a, we need, yeah, we need a, someone to doc, yeah. some document our picture. Ludlam, Tom Ludlam's good at stuff like that. Um, uh, where was I going with it? Oh, Carson Beck will throw for more yards this season. Stetson Bennett. I would agree with that. I'd agree with that. Assuming he plays in three, and three quarters of the game, we will. I'll give you a couple of. We will average more points this year than we averaged last year, which is like forty-two, something ish. like that, including the the hundred and seventy-five points you scored against TCU. Um, I think those. I'll just leave it with that. I think those are two good. Um, I'm sta- I'm staring at your poor Larry or Crown shirt. Yeah. And I need I need five minutes of Braves talk. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Can, can you can y'all gift me five minutes of Braves? Yeah, I'm gonna get really excited. How damn fun is this team? Well, when you have. Andy Rosario and Marcelo Zuna, who are arguably your two weak links. I'm using air quotes here. For, no, for those not watching. Yeah, but those not watching. Uh, who are your two weeks, weak links in the lineup? 
playing the way that Ozuna is absolutely on fire. Right big bear. Uh, yeah. Uh, I Ozuna. Apparently he's a big locker room guy, Marcel. They love, they yeah. love him in the locker Which room. Snitker loves, loves, loves him. him. Yeah. That's a, reason glad, that's a reason he didn't get kicked to the curb last year. Well, they tried. Uh, nobody would take him. They, but I digress. When those are your two weak links in your lineup, you're freaking good. Uh, like, generally, generationally good three buckets. Um so, so if one of those two guys, I mean, it's funny, that's where we're starting off. But if one of those two guys is hitting, then we're ridiculous. If both, we're unstoppable. Yeah, uh, we're unstoppable. And they're both hitting. We have seven or eight players that are on track to hit greater than 25 home runs. I mean, that's insane. Yeah. yeah. Acuna is locked for the MVP. Um, you know, we got to get Ozzy back. Um, He'll be back. Braves, even the starting pitching is like, every, th- every time the Braves take the field, they impress me even more. So what's interesting about Acuna being a lock for the MVP, which he is, the only person that is going to receive votes is going to be Freeman. And I would still say that Olsen yeah, upgrade than Freeman. Oh, oh. so it's, it's, yeah. it's wild. Oh, let's, take that, let's take that a step further. RC is a step up from dancing. From dancing. Yeah. I'm, in I'm AA, we, tr- we have a, a little saying on our group text, in AA we trust, in Kirby we trust. Mm-hmm. When it comes to roster management, I mean, they're, they're, they're they're two, two, there's no way better. Better than that. The only thing that concerns me, and then like I'm trying to look at both sides here, right? And we've talked about this too, is look, the Braves are what 13 and a half, 14 games up on the Phillies, right? Uh, uh, we, you know, we need to get home field uh, throughout the playoffs, but you want to rest players a little bit. Um, but you want to, you also need to peak at the end of September and October. That's who wins the World Series. The team, look at the 21 Braves, right? They, what did they, 88 games or something mm-hmm. that year? Um, Phillies this, last year. Yeah, the Phillies last year. The Braves will win a, 105 this year. It's the biggest challenge that Snitker has ahead of him right now. Yeah. That's and, why he and, gets paid more than I do. And you know what? There's, there's no proven answer. <laughs> there's there's no proven answer, right? Like some teams have kind of shut it down, give rest, kicked it back up, and gone on to win. Other teams that have done that, Bouts in the first round, right? Teams that have just kept pedal to the metal have been. So you just don't know, you do, right? You know, like, it, like it, ba- it's, very, it's a very delicate decision. I don't think you. Re- I don't think you overly rest guys. I think you just keep doing what you're well, doing. But here's the thing, and we've had this discussion too. You don't need to rest the Matt Olson, right? You really don't really need to rest an Austin Riley, right? You don't need to rest Corey Infielders. You want your catchers to get some rest. Maybe give you know uh, Acuna day off here. Mike Harris, maybe you know. But pitchers is really no. You're right, about. but I think that I think that to further that point, Riley and Olson they don't want to sit down. I know they don't. They don't want to. Riley like, paid I think 162 games. So did Olson. Like he's like I, I'm. Olson wants to hit 55 home runs, and he damn well might. Yeah, I mean, um, but to your point, yeah, I, I'll take and and yeah, this is Homer speaking, but I, I'll take. Uh, Matt Olson over Freddie Freeman every day of the week and twice on Sunday. I would too. And Freeman's putting up huge numbers. Yeah, but still, yeah. And Arcia over Dansby. Like I like Dansby. I'm, I'm a Dansby guy. He's a hometown guy, but in AA we trust. Hey, him. listen, bottom line, October, November, it's going to be a lot of fun again. Yeah, for sure. Um, I see no reason why. I mean, look, I, I tell you all the time, like for all, all three of us, like Georgia, you know, dogs football and Braves baseball are one and two. You can one A, one B, whatever. I mean, I, same Z's. You know, so wait, you, you didn't watch the Falcons preseason game against the Steelers last night? The one they scored zero points on, and I heard Grady. <laughs> Grady would. All right, let me let me ask you guys a question. I've got a bet with a friend, uh, Tim Nail, um, Cliff. Cliff, my bet. You know, he he's very high on the Falcons this year. I know we're going off topic here. The bet is playoffs. I said no. He said yes. 
it's it's watered down. The the, the, the division Except- sucks. I mean, look look at look who they're going against. I can see the Falcons going eight and nine. I, that's what I said. And and getting in. I don't think they'll get in at eight and nine. But I did say I said eight and nine. Oh, yeah. Nine nine and eight. They could win the division at nine and eight. I think the Saints win the division. Uh, I don't really and care. I don't really care. That's that's probably I don't really so care. Here's the like. Uh, Bijan Robinson is going to be an awesome fantasy football player. Correct. We're going to watch Jalen Carter dominate the offensive line Correct. as the Philadelphia Eagles win the NFC and go to the Super Bowl. Correct. And uh, we're going to hate the Falcons management again. I don't. I don't care. Um, what, what, a couple of housekeeping items. One, the Gans household has a new guest. I told Josh the other day the Stetson Bennett signed helmet championship uh 21 has joined the kirby smart signed helmet we're running out of real estate for helmets b i'm running out of room on the wall for championship posters i'm gonna have to buy a bigger house dude it, the, the trophy case is getting filled up i mean like i can't go a couple days out wearing a, a shirt that is commemorating a championship yeah. it's good to be the king well guys this is always fun this makes me just know that football season is here it gets the juices flowing um and we're going to do this every week, right? We're going to do this. We did last, last year. We did 30 minutes-ish. Um, had some fun. Recapped the week before game. Uh, talked about the coming up week. But we didn't – look, I want people to understand. We did, don't just talk about Georgia. I'd say the first, what, eight or ten minutes is Georgia, and maybe the last couple, but – we bounce you around. You like the, to rag on all programs. We, we, we bounce around the entire <laughs> country. Opportunity offenders. And uh, one of my favorite things that we didn't get into, but I think next week we could probably get back to it, is Larry's Losers. I was you stole my thunder, bro. <laughs> I get smarter after I, the third. I bucket. don't think that we have enough data yet to really compile and look at uh, what we think might be the soccer bet this week. But I'm going to go with whoever that team is playing USC. What I what I would ask from I think they're our, getting thirty. One of our loyal listeners, and we I think do a decent job of it. But someone to keep track of Larry's Larry's losers. losers. Uh, you know Larry's losers actually won money last week. So you it was Gans Gans. You're the loser. Heck, yeah. So you know I think I'm the loser because gun to head I couldn't tell you who. Georgia's opening up with. UT Martin. Martin. Six PM Martin. on ESPN Plus. Funny. And, 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 and I'm admitting that. Like, it's it's such a, like, some a directional hey, school. Com- from complacency, complacency is going to take us all down, dude. You got you to UT Martin. Yeah. You got to be better. I mean, I signed. Well, here, let me let me get ahead of something then for you, too. By the way, it's 6 PM, Derek. ESPN and Plus. the game is on ESPN Plus, which you probably don't have with your regular cable. I signed up for it last season. And much like a gym membership, you can't quit it. You're in for life. You have to die before they. they All right. So just understand, folks, to watch Georgia play this week versus UT Martin, which you did say earlier. Eight eight days. Well, this is. So so what happens in the recording business is it's not always released the same day it's recorded, Lawrence. Um, We will figure out where UT Martin is and we will figure out how to watch on ESPN. ESPN Plus, folks. Uh, ESPN Plus. I think you'll never get rid of it. Is this the first night game we've had in Athens in three years? 6 p.m. It's I, I assume it's going to be kind of a scorcher. Before we finish up, over under, how many games are you going to make this year in Athens? Two. Well, if you're asking for an over under, I'll set it at One and uh, two and a half. I'm, I'm penciled in for two right now. Maybe we get a third one. Yeah, that's about right. Me too. I think Kentucky, um, Ole Miss, and one of the other games in there. I can't yeah. do South Carolina. I'm not going to do Ball State or UT Martin. I'm looking to see the Cox. Yeah, <laughs> always do. All right, y'all. Good stuff from you guys. Appreciate it. Thank y'all for listening. And uh, we'll see y'all year. We'll see you on Dog Nation. We'll see you on the injury report. We'll see you in the post game report. We'll see you on College Ball Last Call. And uh, it's good stuff. Hey, so. I'll, I'll leave it with this. Um, midnight, Remington Bar. January 9th or whatever the date is. I'll see you all there. Josh Stein's buying drinks. That's it. Whole bunch of mums. Until then, keep chopping. See Rim to Bar. Peace out. Go dogs.